Welcome everyone to episode 331 of Signals from Mars. This time around we have another quality music discussion with some of my patrons. It is an hour one show where we discuss some hot button topics from the world of hard rock and metal. Hope you guys enjoy this. I know you guys will enjoy this because if you're here, I'm sure you'll love this episode. Here we go. I'm ready. Let's do it. It is no bullshitting for me to say that I love talking about music. I especially love talking to my patrons. And not because, you know, there's financial or economic ramifications involved in this, but because it's a great group of guys. And the discussions are always fun. They're always, even if they get heated, um, we can always get back to a place of respect where we could just continue to talk about bands and music that we love, good, bad, or indifferent. These are your classic conversations that you had growing up with your friends, and you continue to have them, some more than others, but this is like a fly-on-the-wall conversation with us, just uh, talking about different topics. There's, there's a lot of cool stuff that we do talk about, uh, because there's always something to talk about. There's always some good new music to check out. So hopefully this episode will be one of those that makes the light bulb go off and you say, oh yeah, yeah, I really want to check out what these guys do on Patreon because that recently happened with uh, Sean, who's our newest patron. He's been catching up on our episodes and said, you know what? I really dig these patron episodes. So that's why he decided to join. If you're on the fence, look, I'll do you one solid. If you join for a month for $2 and decide it's not for you, write me and tell me, hey, I joined. Wasn't what I was expecting. Um, I'm, I'm not hanging. I'm not hanging around. If you do that, I'll personally PayPal you $2. I'll return $2 to you and try it out because I guarantee if you try it out, you're going to love it and you're going to want to stick around. Uh, we do not only these hour one discussions, we do, if you checked out the recent 1984 discussion, we're going to have um, another patron get together this month where we're going to talk Black Sabbath. We're going to rank Black Sabbath albums, tracks, so on and so forth. It's going to be a lot of fun. And shit, you can do this. You can join us for as little as two bucks a month. And look, I need to pay for uh, the streaming service that I, that I use. I need to pay for other things related to the podcast. Um, I dump in a lot more money to this show, <laughs> although you may not believe from the quality and uh, what a crap host I am. 
<laughs> you may not believe that, but um, yeah, I put a lot of my own money into this and it's just a small fraction that does help me kind of keep things going. And look, this allows, the, the, this Patreon provides us with a platform where we can all get together, share videos, uh, talk about music, talk about what we're checking out each and every week, um, talk about random questions that I throw up on Patreon. There's just a lot of cool stuff to check out. Um, if you're unsure if you're here for the first time, and don't know where you can go to not only go to Patreon, but all the social media spots, all the various places where you can watch the show as it goes on live on Fridays, uh, Fridays, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. It is uh, 10 p.m. in the UK, 11 p.m. Continental European time zone. If you want to know all the various places where you can check out the live stream that you can chat with us live so that you can, you know, see what it's like before dipping your toe in the water. That's all fine. I get it. Money is tight for all of us. So I get that you may not want to uh, spare a cent. There's a lot of people out there that don't want to spend anything on podcasts and I get it. So there's plenty of free ones out there. I understand 100%, but Hey, those that do come on board, again, I don't think that you'll regret it. This episode, actually, I'm jumping ahead of myself here. What, I'm try what I was trying to say is go to signalsfromars.com to keep up with everything that's going on with the show. I apologize. Jumping all over the place. Anyway, this episode, Brad Dahl, Jeremy Weltman, and Metal Dan join me. So this is a really cool discussion. A bunch of fun topics. And let's see. We talk about um, would Guns N' Roses get canceled today? Something that Consequence recently asked. Talk about the last 50 shows announced by Kiss. The new songs by Metallica and Extreme. And should we continue to buy music from big wealthy bands or only support smaller bands that really need the money? So hop on in, join us. Hop on board, however you want to say it. Just stay right there. Listen to the episode and join in on the discussion. All right, here we go. Welcome, one and all, to the March 3rd. 2023 edition of the Signals from Mars live stream. Uh, Jeremy, you scared me for a second. I'm seeing you off to the... Oh, and he's gone. I mentioned him and poof. <laughs> he's gone. All right. I'm sure Jeremy will be back in a second. But in the meantime, there he is. Jeremy's back. I mentioned Jeremy and he just disappears all of a sudden. Uh, it, was, it was weird. First it was black and on the left I could see... I could see him on screen, and then all of a sudden, he said, you know what? Take this. He's gone. Uh, but so we have Jeremy in the UK. We have Metal Dan in California. And we have Brad in Utah. How is everyone tonight? Awesome. Yeah, de definitely looking forward to uh, talking music yeah, today. 
very fired up today. <laughs> so uh been looking forward to tonight. Got a few topics here. Uh, I, I will cop to coming up with one of these, and Jeremy was nice enough to throw some of these others at me. So uh, let's see how far the discussion takes us. Um, so right off the bat, um, Consequence, who used to be Consequence of Sound, have started uh, releasing a metal newsletter. And it's a weekly newsletter. And last week, because we were doing the 1984 special, I didn't get to bring this up. But they asked a very interesting question. If Guns N' Roses were to come out today, would Guns N' Roses get canceled due to um, language, due to let's say the solo section of uh, rocket queen uh let's say the lyrics to uh one in a million for example so um well i i guess at that point brad you were gone from from california when guns and roses was on their way up right or that is correct uh, okay. yeah I, I missed i missed all of that the heyday i i left in 80 81 when I left well when I left LA okay so missed it how about you metal Dan were were you there at all for the rise did you hear the hype of Guns N' Roses all the way out in your neck of the woods or was that more or less just an an LA thing that was brewing until it went big nationwide I don't know if I need to do my show and tell still I had the original album so um I was very aware I, I I had read in a paper or somewhere how we get our source back then that the original album was available at such and such record store. And I rushed out and I got it. So I have the original um, album cover that I would say today that would probably get banned in today's stupid world. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, but I don't know what's still getting banned now. So I don't I don't know if they're still banning stuff for stuff like that. But yes, very much into to GNR. OK. Uh, I will say that, uh, that again, a band that Eddie Trunk broke for me. And um, Jeremy, are you having problems hearing us? Or is it on your end seeing us? Yeah. I can't even hear you. That that was really uh, it. Sounded like you were on the water there for a second. Um, Dan Dan has gone to fix Jeremy's internet. Yeah, Dan, Dan has gone to to go fix Jeremy's router for a second. Good job. Oh no, he's oh, gone again. Yeah. Oh no, Dan shut him off. <laughs> oh okay. Um. All right. So so for me, Guns and Roses was an Eddie Trunk thing. Friday night. I heard a cowbell intro to a song. Night Train. Night Train. And I was like, what is this? And this was a year before Sweet Child of Mine was a big hit. So Appetite for Destruction was out. But, you know, Eddie Trunk was playing Night Train. He was playing He was playing some of the other radio singles before they became singles. And... um. 
and then they blew up the next year. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I heard them on uh, Z-Rock. We had Z-Rock here in Utah, and they played the hell out of them, which was actually cool, that first album. and But it, it was before it was big. And I saw them warming up for Iron Maiden here, and it was not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? You, know, you walked in, the place is less than half empty. Uh, people, they hadn't quite caught on yet. And they, they were good, though. But they did catch on during that tour, and I had tickets for them for to be opening in L.A. Before they got to L.A., Sweet Child or something took a hit. They left the tour. They were now too popular, and L.A. Guns took their place. Oh, wow. Interesting. But, yeah, they blew up after that. I mean, they, they just got huge. But as far as canceling goes, I would like to think that no um, in today's world. I, I, we need to stop all this being offended crap and just, you know, it's it's art for art's sake. I mean, music, books, whatever. I mean, we, we need to stop banning things. If you don't like it, don't listen to it, don't buy it. Uh, just as, as Eddie Trent always said, vote with your wallet. There you go. Um, I mean, I could see a song like One in a Million, which they decided not to include on the Appetite for Destruction box set. Uh, just because Axel said he was kind of ashamed of the lyrics that he had written back then. Um, what's that? So what? I mean, that was back then. Okay. I mean, in, in, I mean, if you just don't like the song and you, I, I guess you have the right to do whatever you want with your own music, but I mean, if he's banning it because he really doesn't want it on there. That's fine. But if he's banning it because he's worried about what other people are going to say, I think that's messed up. So no, I th I think his argument is that he's evolved as a person and he doesn't want to be connected to uh, the racial and homophobic slurs that he said during the song. That's so, reasonable. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't have a problem with him taking it off for that reason. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah don't put it out. Jeremy. Um, what do you think in the UK? Would someone like Guns N' Roses get banned today? And was there ever a big to do about their mm -hmm. language or anything like that when they first came out? There wasn't too much real problem when they first came out. I think people were accepting that rock and roll is rock and roll and that, you know, there'd be a lot of swearing. There's a lot of sexism. There's a lot of, um, uh, you know, the, the rock and roll stars are just rock and roll stars. So, you know, when they came out, it was fine. Nowadays, uh, you can get cancelled for anything here. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. Uh, you know, I'm lucky if I go down the street and tell people off for littering. Um, it's, you know, it's getting ridiculous. Um, and when you think about it, it's not just Guns N' Roses. There are so many bands of the, that time that would be cancelled nowadays. Um, you know, uh, Whitesnake, if you think of their lyrics, uh, they even, one of their, their album covers, which we can, which we remember, um, had a female body part on there. Uh, and so, you know, if you think about it, it's, it's, it, it was of its time. Um, right. And I, you know, what can I say? We, we can't go back and change everything in history. If we did, we'd want to go back and make sure that we weren't learning about people in ducking stools and various other things. Everything's of its time. 
um and you know that's the way it is and you know I, you can still enjoy the music but not agree with all the uh the sentiments so yeah that that was my next that's the way i feel about it yeah that that was my next question because you know if you're gonna cancel them you know where does motley Crue stand where does kiss stand where does you know uh led zeppelin stand you know so many bands that even a band like Queen, they had plenty of double entendres in, in their music and look at how popular they are nowadays. So obviously, you know, all this is kind of selective as well. Yeah, yeah, we're we're a difficult audience to answer to, to answer that. I, I don't have children to to make them be a certain way. So there's nothing if if I don't like it, I just don't buy it. So Right. That's that, yeah. And if, as Jeremy's saying, then uh, bring back the Iron Maiden torturing device too while you're at it. <laughs> you, know, you know, my my son yeah. who just turned twenty one. He he's a big Travis Scott fan. We've kind of talked about that before. Uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, the language I've heard coming out of that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I guess it's see. There's a double standard here. It's like it's it's okay it's okay in hip hop to say all this stuff, but rock mm. and roll mm, we got we got to be careful, boys. Uh, which I I think that's wrong. That's, I, yeah, I I know it's wrong. Okay, that's an interesting point. But put your comments down here. <laughs> but is is that because of the rock crowd itself? Because let's let's be honest here. When there's so many things that I could pinpoint to, but the thing that comes to, to mind quickest is when Metallica's black album became the biggest selling album of the sound sound scan era. The first thing that I was reading online was, well, that's the album where they sold out. Well, that isn't really a metal album. Well, that is, or this, that is that. So we have so many subdivisions no pun intended with Rush, um, that uh, that people, instead of just enjoying shit for what it is and saying, you know what, hey, it's not my favorite album, but I prefer it to be Metallica instead of Michael Jackson. Instead of taking on that opinion, it's let's shit on it first. So let's cancel stuff ourselves first and say, oh, well, it's not rock enough. It's not hard enough. It's not metal enough. So I think a lot of the criticism comes from within as opposed to people on the outside kind of poo-pooing on the stuff. Um, because, yeah, because I think in, in you brought up a good point, Brad, because a lot of the same misogynistic stuff that's being portrayed in hip hop, um, in pop music, in uh, a reggaeton music, reggaeton, um, doesn't really vary that much from a lot of the Sunset Strip bands in the 80s. The, the language is probably harsher, but the point that they're trying to get at is kind of the same. Uh, when, you, when you see Aldo Nova in 2023 release a song called Bitchin' Black, he kind of didn't get the memo, um, but... <laughs> 
you know how many how many bands i'm, I'm trying to think of what i was I listening to uh, <laughs> i'm trying to think of what i listened to the other day and i was kind of laughing and i was like yeah um this has gone under the radar just because uh this form of music isn't as popular as a lot of people would want to think it is but even even with hip hop which is you know, uh, quote unquote, at the top of pop culture, shit is pretty misogynistic and pretty, uh, pr- pretty bad towards females. Um, and you don't really see too many people getting canceled. You still have Mark Striegel brought up a good point. He he brought it up with regards to Badlands, and I mean, bad, th- th- that's a whole other can of worms. But um, he mentioned it. R. Kelly's catalog is still on all the streaming platforms. Charles Manson's music is still on all the streaming platforms. But Badlands isn't. Um, you, you know where you can hear Badlands? Yard Metal. Yard Metal. We play everything off of all three albums. There you go. <laughs> but Jump it, in and enjoy it, kids. But it comes, it, it, it comes back to, again, we've talked about this before. We talked about this with Pantera, with the whole uh, thing of Phil Anselmo and the white power and this and that. Um, I've been seeing this creep up a lot more in the last few years with people saying what a horrible person Ray Gillen was. So, you know, that's that's the thing that where people can draw a moral line in the sand. And accept certain things, but other things are, are totally, you know, to- totally no good. I mean, let's be honest, Ray Gillen, that was some pretty horrid shit that he did to some people. So, uh, and, for, and for those that don't know, Ray Gillen had AIDS, knew he had AIDS, and he had unprotected sex with a bunch of different people. And apparently... The reason that Atlantic doesn't want to release those two Badlands albums uh, is because they don't want to have that stigma of having to pay out to uh, to the families of the people that were affected by his actions. Is that true, though, or is that just a hearsay thing? I mean, that's apparently what uh, Jakey Lee, after investigating it, after the last round of Red Dragon Cartel um, uh, interviews, uh, he was interviewed about it. And he initially, like when he spoke to Mark, said that he had to uh, find out why those albums weren't available. And apparently towards the end of that cycle, that tune changed to uh, Atlantic doesn't want to do it because they don't want this type of press. And, oh, yeah, they'd have to owe as part of a settlement, they'd have, they'd have to owe money to the families of the people that were affected. Yeah. Well, let's face it. And we're probably going to talk about physical music, but how much money is really going to be made by putting that stuff out there and making it available? Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, that's the other thing too. That's the, that, that's the thing. Again, I think a lot of people think that, Although we love this form of music, although we spend tons of money on it, on the stuff that we really love, a lot of people have this 
ideology that there's so much money flowing around that if there is a lawsuit, you know, how much, how, how much is Atlantic getting from Spotify, Apple music, Pandora, and all these other platforms for, for, for playing dreams in the dark or, uh, or last time by badlands, <laughs> you know, and, and let's do one further. It was either Bo Bryce or I forget who it was on American Idol because I was living over here and I never really followed American Idol either way. He did um, In a Dream by Badlands on American Idol. So they had to clear that somehow in order to perform that on that show. So I would think that that would make more money and would make a bigger stink than if Badlands was on streaming, on any streaming platform. Yeah. Yeah, I think Badlands are kind of like John Sykes. I don't know that we're ever going to know the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy, where is John Sykes? Do we have an update? (laughs) He's having lunch with Ray Gill. Well, he was last seen in... Yeah, he was last seen in Tesco, I think, with with Elvis Presley. (laughs) Folks that, that, folks that don't know, Tesco is, I guess, uh, like a Walmart, for, for lack of a better comparison. So, uh, yeah, so just one notch up from Walmart, I think, because Walmart's an Asda. Asda's Walmart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but we won't. Get, we won't get into supermarket discussions here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got Do you have Walmart over there, Jerry? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we have Asta, which is which is owned by Walmart. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, but it's not the same. I've been in a Walmart, and it's it's a different experience altogether. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so 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 you mean uh, the products are made in somewhere else outside of China? <laughs> that's another. <laughs> yeah, we tend to eat our own food here. Anyway, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah. Well. The the only incursion that I know of that Walmart ever made in Europe was they tried to open up in France, <laughs> and due to the fact that France has a, a a huge chain that's all over Europe, um, uh, which is uh, anyway in Spanish it's pronounced Carrefour. I don't know how they pronounce it in the UK or anywhere else, but yeah, Carrefour, yeah, Carrefour. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's all over Europe to begin with. So you're trying to get, you know, you're trying to get a footing outside of the main headquarters of one of the biggest stores in all of Europe. So that didn't go well, you know, instead of going somewhere else. Now we're going to, we're going right to their backyard. We're going to, it's it's like saying, yeah, we're going to start a new baseball team up. And it's going to be across the highway from uh, Chavez Ravine. And, uh, and yeah, we're going to compete with the, that would be the Angels. Yeah, but the Angels are in yeah. Orange County. Yeah. All right. Back to All music. Right. Yeah, back to music. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Jeremy is uh, prepared for the uh, situation <laughs> here. I actually have Ace Freely over my this shoulder. Actually, I have Kiss over here. Right there. All right. Kiss has announced their last 50 shows. 
including two last shows in Madison Square Garden, which in, instantly bummed me out because they were talking about doing a, a big stadium show at uh, City Field or Yankee Stadium or something like that, which I thought, hey, nosebleed seats would probably still go for, look at that, Jeremy's ultra prepared. Got the end of the road t-shirt going on underneath. I've got Armored Saint, so I was not prepared. Could have worn this. Um, anyway, so when I heard that Madison Square Garden last two shows make sense, those tickets are going to be expensive as fuck. I've already seen that some are being resold for $6,000 already. Um, and, and I saw... I saw Mark Striegel post something about this and instantly the hate just came out. And I was, I was thinking this is exactly why I hate social media. All right. I get it. Kiss has said this is their last show. One other time. They're not the who they're not the stones who've said it over and over and over again. Okay. Um, They've instantly came out, oh, this is the end for this year, or this is the, they'll be back or whatever. Oh, they're hypocrites. Look, I've always said this. Twisted Sister, who's staunch that they'll never play again, just played a show a few weeks back. Um, With the money from festivals in Europe, if Download comes along and tells Kiss, do one show for $30 million, Kiss is doing the show, and rightfully so. But as far as touring, I think this iteration of Kiss is done. So my whole thing with people just poo-pooing the whole situation is, if it's similar to what Brad said before. If it's not for you, change the station. Find something else that makes you happy, and just forget about it. Why just sit around and on every post that you see about this? Hey, they're a bunch of liars. They're this, they're that. You're not changing anybody's mind. Why waste your time? I mean, I don't get it. Um, it's it's sad for me as a huge Kiss fan. But at the same time, I understand this moment has to come. And I don't want to see a bunch of 80-year-old guys up there and seeing one of them just fucking keel over on stage. Yeah, I don't want to see Nick Menza happen to any of these guys, you know? Uh, namely, Gene and Paul. Uh, are they the greatest people in the world? No. Are they? Have they lied about shit in the past? Yeah, but I've got worse things to worry about. <laughs> as opposed to getting hung up as to whether this is really definitively the last time that they... Come around. Uh, Dan, what do you think about KISS last 50 shows and and all this circus? I the the ending in New York is is good. If not Detroit, whatever, it's all perfect and all that. Uh announcing a last 50 run is great. They're going to can uh Canada. That's cool and all. Uh this not it's probably not their last shows. The, I think they're gonna continue the KISS cruise. Um, I don't care about people whining. People are going to do that. I'm ignoring that. So whatever. So there's going to be more shows after this tour that 
they're not saying they're done. I don't think so. Right. Kiss cruise and uh, go do that for what it's worth. And uh, but I do have something else. Just a little tangent, if you got a moment. Sure. And that is, I got uh, Ace Freely last Friday night. Silly Ace Freely in uh, Montclair, California, at the at the canyon. And I've been to the canyon a couple times. I've never seen it that full before. Oh wow! Now I got my tickets for free. So that means I just gave a bar tab, which I was cool with. That means the bartender got a tip. But I got in free and just didn't have a table. But uh, Silly Freely, he was fun. He's <laughs> And if you want to rip on people of how they act, when uh, Ace Freely's band did Detroit Rock City, the place went crazy. Like the phones came out and people were dancing because, oh, my God, they're playing a Kiss song. But. They also did other Kiss songs, but they just didn't know that they were Kiss songs, I guess, because uh, I loved Rocket Ride. I right. thought that was cool. Yeah. But doing something like uh, Strange Ways, not for me, or Snowblind. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a, that's a freely uh, song. But, um, you know, Deuce and all that, Cold Gin. But when that freaking Detroit Rock City, oh, yeah, they went crazy. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Like that's because that's on the radio and the others aren't. So so you're saying it you're saying it was a good show and if he comes here I should go see him. It was a good show. Ace has still got it. Ace is funny. He's just um he does he's not a poser. Ace f- speaks during the shows of what's going on in his mind. He was very thankful for people coming out. I could genuinely see that. He did say at some point right during his solo, he said I can't believe I'm still doing this. Now, I don't know if he does that every time. But I thought the same thing. I can't believe you're still doing this either, Ace. So, yeah, it was it was fun. Mm. The venue uh, in Montclair, the Canyon, it's 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 wrong. It's clean. It's great. It's big. It's just not a real rock club yet. But I'm huh. sure the whiskey was probably a lot better of a show because of that more intimate. But yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, I got to see him across the street at the Viper Room. So I did see astronomy, but I didn't get to talk to him. I saw him uh, backstage area, but I didn't I didn't bother. He was he was astronomizing. Um, (laughs) Jeremy, your take last Mm. 50 shows a kiss. Well, they've got to come to an end. Uh, and they've decided that, you know, they're going to play some more shows. They, I think they've delayed a lot from because of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, so they were going to just end it all before the pandemic. And, and I went to see them before. I, I went to see them on the end of the road tour. Um, and, you know, they're coming around to the same venue again the second time. So I'm a little bit sort of thinking, a little bit puzzled because they're playing the same place and it's the same tour. Um, but having said that now I've got my head around it. I'm thinking, well, should I go? Because, you know, it's the last chance to see them live. And I've seen the, I've seen the, um, the tribute band who are very good dressed to kill. Uh, mm-hmm. They play around the UK. They're brilliant. They look like Kiss. They sound like Kiss. But, you know, I want to see the real Kiss. Uh, I want to see Gene Simmons. I want to see Paul Stanley again. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll go as another time. You know, why not? You know, you only live once. Um, that they're already going to play once. But, you know, as, as Dan said, they'll probably play other festivals, maybe uh, the, the Kiss Cruise. Uh, and why not, you know, but 
they're getting old and and they've got to decide what that what is best for them they don't owe anybody and um you know we you can decide whether you want to see them or not if you don't if you think it's a terrible thing just don't part with your money just just go and listen to go and listen to your old Michael Jackson records or whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, I, I think that they'll still make a killing off of the cruise because those tickets are not cheap. They don't have to play with the makeup on to get people to go. They can easily just continue to do acoustic show and two live shows with them without any makeup or anything and people will just eat it up and you'll still have people paying close to 20 grand to get premier seats and tickets and, and all that shit. And they'll still go. And have, and have you seen the size of those suites on those cruise ships for that? Cause you know, Gene and Paul are, are staying in the biggest suite, right? I would do it just for that. And you're paying me to go in that suite and do that. Hell yeah. I'm doing it. <laughs> and you're taking me everywhere you're picking me up from my house and taking me to the boat and drop me back off and you're yeah. paying me mm -hmm. Fuck. sign me up yeah, yeah, yeah they're doing the kiss cruise <laughs> <laughs> funny funniest kiss related story and we, this can be a uh a rock and pot expo tie-in but i heard craig gas i forget um on what podcast i was listening to and he mentioned that he was on the cruise once and every morning he he was in charge of waking people of waking the everyone on the ship up and one morning he does a perfect gene simmons imitation and he said something he said something to the effect of that the um that the ship was had hit some rough waters and that they were going to have to start unloading people on the lifeboats and that for a minimal fee of 99.99 we'll make sure to get you on an express lifeboat and he said that he ran into Gene and Paul after that and they were pissed that they were just hearing him tell the entire story in the Gene voice and everything else was just Amazing. So, um, Brad, your take on the whole kiss thing. Yeah. Um, I actually would like to see them one more time just to take my son to see them because uh, he's never had that opportunity, but I don't know that's going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to spend stupid money to go see him and I'm not so sure this is actually going to be the end. Yeah, I think th that's the other thing with, with the stupid money, because if it isn't the end, or if you're going to have a chance to see them in the future, let's say if you're going to see them at a festival, and they're only playing three festival dates a year, let's say, when are they going to sound better? During this tour, where they're doing shows every two nights, every three nights? or down the road where they're only doing one show a month? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I mean, if you judge by, you know, during the pandemic when they did that show in, uh, was it Dubai or someplace? Yeah, 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 in Dubai, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that was a 100% one-off. I mean, they hadn't played together in forever, but from what I saw of that, it was, it was actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, and 
So, I mean, they're, they're professionals. None of those guys are, you know, need to be retaught the songs at this point. Um, so I, well, I have not, to remember they are. No, I was just going to say you have to remember that they're not singing live to everything. They're they're singing along to tracks. Is it, is it, <laughs> wait, is it just is it just Paul or is it everybody? Mm. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of I don't know. I well, I, I'd like to think that Gene would would still sing, but I would know. I would know if I went and saw him. I'll let you know if I go. All right. Mm. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. Ace really sang at his shows. Of course, he's seeing everything. That's uh, that's what I was. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I'm sure Ace isn't using backing tracks. Um, and plus, the band that he's got around him, they're 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 filling out all the backing vocals, and they're doing the uh, the Paul and Gene voice themselves. And I mean. I have to think. Well, Strange Ways Ace has traditionally always sung that. Deuce he's traditionally sung. But when they've done um, Love Gone and Detroit Rock City, it's always been somebody else. It's never been him. Yeah, that's still the case. Yeah. The person that did the Paul voice was pretty close. Good enough for me. Yeah. I knew it wasn't Paul, but it sounded close enough and it worked. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So cool. Uh, moving on, we've got we had kind of some surprise songs dropped this week. We had a new Metallica song, and we had a new Extreme song dropped this week. Um, Dan is shaking his head. <laughs> is it that you didn't like the songs, or you didn't get to check them out yet? I don't want to listen to the new Metallica yet until the full album's released. Okay, makes sense. Did you get a chance to listen to the Extreme song? I checked it out on the uh, Patreon site, and it was okay, and I moved on. Okay. Jeremy, uh, your take on Mm. the Metallica and the Extreme. Yeah, the Metallica, I kind of half enjoyed. I thought it was probably, like you said, um, the least of the three that you know that, that they've released yeah. so far, but it was it was a decent enough album track. It wasn't. It seemed to lack a bit of direction. It was a very yeah. sort of one dimensional song, um, but maybe it'll be a little bit of a grower. It was certainly one that you, you know had a bit of a beat to it. Uh, it wasn't too thrashy. I felt that it was a little bit. Um, you can hear very much the last two albums in this current track. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, it's got that sort of modern Metallica feel to it, which is, um, you know, they can't help it. That's what they're doing now. But um, they, they're not sort of digging deep into into the past and coming up with tracks that, you know, they were doing when they first started. Um, so, you know, it was, it was okay. Um, I wasn't, I, I, I didn't hate it. Um, and then we've had three so far, you know, and the other two have been really good. So I'm hopeful that the album's going to be, you know, overall will be great. Brad, what's, uh, oh, actually, Jeremy, what about the extreme song? Mm. Yeah, I really, really like that. And, uh, probably the most over the top of the Patreon group for, for this song. Maybe, I don't know. There's one (laughs) or two probably like 
liked it as well. Um, I thought, you know, I'm not a massive extreme fan. I, I've got, you know, one of their albums, one of their famous ones from back in the day. Um, I like the guitar work, obviously, and I thought the guitar was absolutely insane. The the solo was just mind you know, mind blowing. It was so over the top; it was almost laughable because you think, well, why would you do something so over the top in the song? And yet, it kind of worked. Uh, and I liked the whole thing. I thought it was very exciting. And you know, sometimes you just you d- you don't want anything from a rock song except just to be, just to be um, just to enjoy it, you know, and just right. to say, hey great is a great rock song and that's what it was and so i'm quite looking forward to hearing what they've got to you know what they've got to do with this album cool brad what did you think of these two tracks okay i really like the metallica song but uh, you know unlike probably jeremy i i'm i'm haven't been a big metallica fan i i'm not totally drenched in their catalog so i'm not judging this by past things i'm judging it by what i'm just hearing and I like it. And that, like I think I said on the Patreon page, which, by the way, only two bucks a month if you want to join us, hang out, get to watch a lot of cool videos, listen to music, comment on it, join us here on the show. Two dollars a month. Anyway, um, the, I liked I liked the song. I, I This might be the first Metallica album that I buy. So I, I, I feel like that's going to happen. Uh, Extreme, uh, they're, they're a band I want to like more than I do. Because I think they're, they're instrumentally, these guys are incredible. I've seen them live once, and they're they're an unbelievable, well-oiled machine. I mean, there's so so many times where you feel like this song could just go to pieces because there's a lot of intricate things going on, and they pull it off. And I I love that. I love when music's a little bit dangerous and exciting, and it's like, right. wow, are they going to be able to stick the landing? Yeah, they they are. Uh, this new song I thought was just okay for me. Um, I, and Jeremy is 100% with the Nuno solo, uh, uh, crazy. But I know Nuno is a great songwriter. He really is. He can write catchy, uh, but yet rocking songs. And so I'm hoping that that's what most of the rest of the album is. Uh, we'll, we'll find out when it comes out. I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the, the new album. I'm hoping to see these guys again soon. I just wanted to add one thing. I, I just thought that um, he was trying to be a bit Eddie Van Halen in it. Did you think that he was doing all the sort of things that he would do? And it's kind of like saying, well, Eddie's dead now. Look at what I can do. That's the way I sort of interpreted it. Anyway. Nah, I, Nuno's Nuno. I, I mean, of course, everybody, mm. you know, standing is standing on the shoulders of all the great guitar players before them. And I'm sure Nuno would be the first to tell you that Eddie is a huge influence on him, but I don't think he was deliberately copying or ripping off stuff. And I've, like I said, I've seen him, I've seen him live and he, he's a player, man. The dude is, yeah, he's one of the few guitarists that I really just, I would pay to just see that. You know, a lot of these guys are, they're not that exciting. They're just kind of boring and yeah, they can play all these billions of notes and stuff, but Nuno is a show. He is, he's not just, incredible and, play, and he plays stuff that i mean he's like the opposite of ingve malmstein he actually plays something you want to listen to that's incredible <laughs> rather than just incredible but you really don't care about hearing <laughs> yeah uh starting with the extreme for me my interpretation is nuno saying guys after all these years i've still got it i'm still here um, all these other people have come along and that's great, but this is how it's done. 
Because the the solo, I mean, I think we could all pretty much agree that the solo is what stands out. I mean, it is. You hear that solo and you're like, holy shit, where the hell did this come from? You know, it's like, OK, yeah, the song. And, and I said it in Patreon. It The verse reminds me of Velvet Revolver and just the way that the chorus is set up and the way that the um, the bass and the guitar are playing together reminds me of 90s industrial rock. And then you get to that solo and you're like, yeah, that was all kind of like just setting up the main course, which is this solo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and it was one of these things where. Because let's be honest, as much as we love different forms of hard rock and metal. The type of stuff that extreme does, the general public goes towards more than words and wholehearted. But they forget about uh, songs like Do You Want to Play and Kid Ego and stuff like that, where he's just fucking ripping all over the place. And I know thrash guitarists and I know death metal guitarists and even our very own Ed the Shred Ferguson commented on the song. The last person that I expected in the group to comment on it, he said, great guitar tone and something like, wow, incredible playing. So a lot of people are, are blown away. And I think that a lot of people uh, behind the scenes like him as a player. They may not be into everything that they do. They may not be into the ballads, but recognize how good of a player he is. and. I mentioned this, uh, I don't remember if it was on Facebook or Patreon or where, but I've mentioned this to a bunch of you guys as well because, Brad, you responded. He's Rihanna's musical director. So Extreme is his last in line. Extreme is his side project because his day job that makes him millions and millions of dollars is playing with one of the biggest pop divas in the world. And I said it to Monty Pittman when I've interviewed him in the past, you got to do what you got to do. You know, I actually put more stock in Nuno playing with Rihanna than I do Vivian Campbell playing with Def Leppard. Only because Rihanna's a pop star, so you know what you're getting. Whereas with Def Leppard, we're yearning for high and dry on through the night, pyromania. And what they're giving us is the shit they're giving us. So it's almost more honest for a full on pop band than it is for a rock band who doesn't want to be recognized for what they've done. And I don't know. I could continue to keep going and going on this topic. Touch on it several times, but yeah. you know, what? I, I just Nuno might actually be having a blast doing the Rihanna thing. I mean, oh, it, I it think might, he is be a really fun gig, and the same thing with Monty Pittman and the stuff he's done. I'm sure he really has a blast. How about Joel Hoekstra doing uh, Share? I mean, that's yeah. the music. Okay, just the music. Not Doug, uh, <laughs> not doing Share. I just watched the uh, extreme video on Patreon and the solo. I went forward. I didn't go that far the first time. That's pretty freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you guys are talking about. I see what you're saying, Jeremy, uh, about uh, uh, the Eddie. Yeah. 
He, um, he's showing his shit right there. Yeah, That's yeah, good. yeah. Absolutely. And and not and not yeah. like Joe Hoax for showing his shit and doing share as well. So um <laughs> And and that's not to lean all the way towards um, uh, Jeremy and his wife and her territory with Doug Aldridge playing with Lady Gaga. Oh. <laughs> so the uh, what the hell song is it? Um, I was afraid where that was going for a second. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had to I had to choose my my wording correctly. We're, we're, we're watching. We're watching White Lotus right now, and there's all these shenanigans going on with different relationships, and, and so I got to make sure that I worded that correctly. Okay. Um, I guess I need to check that out then. Yeah, I watched that shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's a ride. <laughs> I I like the yeah. first season. The second season has been a little harder for me, but for first season, Armand was the man, um, <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. Um, what the hell song is it? Uh, Manicure, it's called. Doug Aldridge plays the guitar on that. I remember reading through, I, I own the CD. I don't give a shit about people having a problem with my metal cred. I do have the art pop CD by Lady Gaga. And I remember reading through the credits and it says Doug Aldridge. I'm like, Doug Aldridge. And, and all of a sudden, yeah, that song has guitar throughout it. Very little distortion, but it's guitar. Uh, anyway, speaking of all these big wealthy bands, we've talked about Metallica, Lady Gaga, Madonna, Rihanna, all this stuff. We're veering from the hard rock and metal, but it's still part of the point, part of the question here. Should we continue to buy music from big wealthy bands or should we just support smaller bands that need the money? And real quickly, I do want to bring up Steve Hoker's comments because he mentioned something uh, in the uh, Facebook group that we do have. And we chat back and forth. Some of us uh, throughout the day, but uh, so he mentions, um, let's see. It uh, doesn't matter if they are wealthy or not. Does it help smaller bands more? Of course it does. But just because Metallica doesn't need the money doesn't mean you shouldn't buy their album. Also, what if what if the money a wealthy band makes off of their new album allows them to bring smaller bands out on tour with them, thus giving that smaller band more money in their pocket? So, um, Jeremy. Mm. The catalyst for this question, and where do you stand on it? I think we should just buy the music we like. And if we like it, it's good music, and uh, we should respond in kind. Um, you know, if a, if a big band is not producing the goods, don't buy the, their records anymore. But if they are producing the goods and you really like it, um, go out and buy it because that's the only way that the bands themselves know how good they are. And also obviously go out and support all the smaller bands, but you know, buy the ones that you like, don't buy the ones that you think are really shit because you know, they shouldn't be producing the music, but the, what the, the smaller bands that are doing well and you like, you like that music, go out and buy it because you know, that it'll help them. It'll give them a leg up. It'll give them um, some money for what they're doing. 
and you know that's what you should be doing uh it's all about the music it's all about what you like you 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 head for that you know that's that's all it that's all i would say yeah um brad what do you think well i did buy the last journey cd hard copy and um i wish i liked it more (laughs) (laughs) but they don't they didn't need my money and i'm not going to say that uh robin mccauley needs my money either but i bought i bought it because i won't and I, I realize he's not an up and coming act or anything, but I, I, I want to support this music. I want to see this music be successful. So if I'm going to spend money on something that I don't need to spend money on, it's, it's going to be music and it's going to be music that I like. And especially if it's a young band, I'm definitely all over it. So I'm, I'm more inclined to buy stuff for the smaller bands. It's like, okay, I'm going to go see Riverside tonight. They've been around for over 20 years, but they still feel like they're a new band. They're from Poland. Right. Uh, they're playing. They're playing a very small club here, and I'm. I don't know. Maybe I, I shouldn't have the expectations, but I'm expecting it to be awesome. But I will. Uh, I'll buy a T-shirt because I know that puts more money in their pockets. I mean, here's these guys over probably driving around in a van across America playing cra- crappy clubs, and I don't know. You know, they're not getting a lot of support from who knows where. But mm-hmm. I, I want to support that, I, I, and I will put my money into that, and. Um, so yeah, but and I buy all the music I have, and I have a lot of music, and a lot of that, uh, a lot of the money I've spent is because of you, Victor. So because um, you keep turning me on to new bands by being a Patreon on Mars, signals from Mars, I, I get all they hear all this new music, and it makes me want to go buy it. So I do, and uh, I, I don't regret is it. Is that just two dollars a month, Brad? Two dollars, yeah. Two dollars a month. Just two, yeah, two dollars. Yeah, two dollars a yeah. month gets you in the door. When you're there, you're going to be like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I should be paying more because this is a lot worth a lot more than two dollars a month. That's the way I feel about it. I feel uh, this is this is a bargain. Uh, you know, I'm sure that some people will will debate that with you, but uh, oh yeah, bring them, bring them on. Come on, bring your Jerry's. Let's go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Metal Dan, yeah, the, what, what, what do you think? Because, I mean, you're a huge fan of a band like Roxanne, for example. Obviously not a huge band, but you're a huge supporter. I'm yeah, going to buy the album that comes out. The, the days of walking into Best Buy or whatever's available now that, and, and seeing an album on Tower Records that says, you know, that it's the latest whatever and it's hot selling, those days are gone now. So I'm not going to be doing that anymore. So it's going to be like Jerry, it's Jeremy. It's going to be selective listening and what I'm interested in. So it's not going to be about I'm I'm paying into Metallica. It's because I want the new Metallica, right? And I don't want the Rihanna, so I'm not going to buy it. But uh, <laughs> so that's how I see it. But yeah, you know the new Roxanne. Um, I have that, and if you've listened, there's a new video for uh, Stereotypical. I haven't seen it yet, but if you listen to that track, and my wife heard, listened, we listened at the same time. How much he sounds like Thin Lizzy. So somebody may uh, appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, be going to see Roxanne later this month live. That album's out. Yeah. Came out last Friday. Hmm. I must've missed that in the, uh, it's talk about a deal. I mean, this is their third album in, uh, 20, 30 years. And there's a reason for that. The, uh, the, as the story goes is they got told you can't, 
recording under that name anymore right now. This was back in 90 or 91. You can't yeah. be that anymore. We we don't want we we hold you to your deal. And as long as they li- release music under that name, they would owe the the record label. So they had to quit. So it's a oh. it's a sad thing. Yeah. So how, how did how how did they get the label to forgive that? Because there I are think- some instances where that does happen, where the label says, "Yeah, okay, whatever. We're not getting a cent, so we don't care." And then I, I could. I can ask, but I'm pretty sure the thing is, is for Jamie Brown, which is he's a he's a genius and he 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 does well in the music business. They aged out of the contract, I think. Yeah. Okay. It's it's similar to Armored Saint, to where Chrysalis just kind of said, "Okay, it's been forty years. You know, we haven't yep. made anything off of this. You can have it back." Yeah, it's. I think it's in most contracts that after a certain amount of time, the, the music reverts to the band, the the ownership right. of the music. But I guess every contract's a little different. But cool. I'm I'm gonna get that album. Thanks, thanks, Dan, for turning me on to them. They're I've really enjoyed yeah. them. I got their their the two albums prior, and really like them. So and they'll be at Vamped in Vegas later this month. So far. Okay. Wait a second. I'm going. <laughs> I'm, I'm going. If I can, I'm going. I'll see you there. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm Jeremy, gonna give it a fun? listen later as well. I'd love to go. All right, <laughs> party in party in Vegas. I will, I will, uh... Yeah, you can all stay in my room. There you go. So it says right on their site with influence that range from Queen to Bad Company to and Lizzie. There you go. What? Well, why did I think that Marco Mendoza was in this band? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely- actually. I, I mean, I guess it's not. I mean, he, he could have been. He's done a lot of different things. Maybe who was it? Who was it? Thin Lizzy for a bit. Yeah, so that's that's but, why I was thinking. Well, he was in Thin uh-huh. Lizzy. But then I'm looking at the um, the band's lineup, and he's nowhere to be found. Um, last question before we wrap things up here, and similar to the previous question, at this point in time, is there any band where you feel the need to buy every one of their releases just for the sake of completing your collection? Uh, of the band so due, due to collectionism more so than that the the product that they're releasing is something that you really want to get dan is there any band that does that for you <laughs> i did it for maiden and i gotta say you know the book of stools is is not perfect and the last one is not that great and i bought it anyways and i probably paid more for it than i should have so i, I guess it's, it would be made nah there you go Good old book of stools and shit jitsu uh, <laughs> to complete things. Jeremy, how about you? Completion is yeah, a there's, band? Yeah, there's probably a few bands I do that too. I mean, I do it with Judas Priest. Uh, I'm thinking Thunder. Um, but I made this another one. I'm exactly like Dan. I um, I bought the book of 
Souls. It's called the Book of Souls. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly said stools. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I like some of the tracks off it. Some of it bores me to death, but there's some very good tracks on it as well. You're going to get that with every Maiden album. There's always some great tracks on every album. And even the, la- the latest album, I actually quite like, to be honest. But do I play it a lot? No, probably don't. Uh, not as much as other albums. It's because they're Iron Maiden, because they're huge. Um, probably do it a bit with Metallica, probably do it with ACDC as well. Uh, but ACDC's last album was really good. Right. That, that, that is true. And that is fair. Brad, how about you? Wow. That's a great question. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There are, yeah, I'm a, I'm going to, I'm going to pass on this. I, I've, yeah, the big bands that I really, really love and have loved through my whole life, uh, I'm, I, I certainly will buy the new album when it comes out kind of a thing, but I'm not going to like, oh, I have to have this to be a completist kind of a thing. Um, but there, yeah, there's, there's things that I bought um, by Blue Oyster Colt when they did the <laughs> repackaging of everything with all these bonus uh, live disc and downloadable concerts and all this stuff. I bought that. Uh, I, I, you know, I'll tend to buy box sets of things. Uh, but I don't know. That's kind of, it's kind of dying out because here's the problem. I got no place to listen to this stuff on a, on a CD anymore. Uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's tough. None of, neither of my vehicles have uh, CD players. Um, I mean, I've got a stereo here. It doesn't have a CD player. Uh, yeah. But, but if you give Brad $2 a month, he'll buy a CD player. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so if, the, for, if we get 10 people signing up to, to Signals from Mars Patreon, I'll buy a CD player. There you go. He'll, he'll buy a Discman so that he could have it both in his car and, uh, and inside uh, so he could connect it to his home theater and everything. Yeah, we could we could talk about the old days of trying to like mow the lawn with the disc man and having the CD skipping all over the place because <laughs> you're bouncing around and oh, like I, stupidest I, thing ever. I never had yeah. problems with that, and I'll tell you why. Because you I didn't was, mow the lawn. <laughs> no, no, I I mowed. I had to mow more than one lawn. Um, you're not that. That's not a euphemism for something. That's right? not a euphemism for uh, for Joel Holtz for doing share. Um, he was mowing the lawn. <laughs> I forget your exact wording, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll tell you why. I was early to the uh, to the to the um, CD burners, uh, so I had mm-hmm. some of the first CD burners, and I've got the, that too. The CDs that you could burn could only play on certain. Discmen. Yep. And as a result, and you could also make MP3 discs as well, but that's yep. another thing. Uh, what are those things sitting around too? Those, those um, wouldn't skip as much. So I wouldn't uh, have a problem with, uh, with mowing the lawn with, with those. So anyway, before we get into Napster territory here, uh, let's uh, or, or any further stories of Joe Hoax for doing anyone else. Um, any uh, 
And any parting words here? We'll go counterclockwise, so that way we could cover the damage of anything that Brad may say. Uh, Brad, you go first. <laughs> uh, come on, send me yeah, send me your comments. Uh, um, I totally got lost in what I was going to say. Oh, Joe Holkster's got a new album coming out in the next few months, which I'm sure I'm sure when there's a video, it's going to drop on the Signals from Mars Patreon. And you, it can all, you can discuss it with us. It and you know who's singing on that? Ronnie Romero? <laughs> no, his, his, his little cousin, Girish. Girish, <laughs> is singing, Girish is singing on it. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Girish, Girish is singing on it. So that, that kid can right. sing. I'm guessing he's a kid. He looks young. Of course, everybody looks young. Even you look young to me, Victor. Yeah. Um, and I'll be 50 this year. So go yeah, so so uh, my parting point is there's a lot of good music coming out still. Yes. Get it. Uh, this new uh, Rob McCauley uh, CD. I enjoy Excellent. it a lot. I know Victor likes it a lot. I'm glad I bought it. I, 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 I feel really warm and fuzzy about the money I've spent on that one. So, yeah, great stuff. I still don't know how he's singing that good at his age. Mm. I, I'm not sure if he's 70 yet or uh close but the dude the dude can really sing and it's not just studio magic i've seen him live and uh you saw didn't you see michael shanker fest jeremy yep yeah i did he was singing really well he was the best singer of the lot yeah he was he was knocking it out Mm. man the the the, all of those guys that was such a great show by the way but that's that's for another show okay jeremy Mm. your comments yeah just thinking if you're thinking this weekend of buying an album Go out and you like the music. Don't buy food. <laughs> don't buy. Don't don't pay your bills. Go out and buy that album. Uh, wait, wait, and save two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your two dollars right here, and and then pay your two dollars right here. I I need the uh, a sound sample of uh, or sound bite of the kid from Better Off Dead. Two dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, consider it a happiness tax because you will be much happier if you pay that two dollars a month. Trust me. And you'll be healthier. You're not eating fatty food, so it's it's going to be helpful. No trans mm. fat. Um, can you can you put that on the website? Signals from Mars. No trans fat. <laughs> there you go. All you can eat. No animals. No animals were were. Yeah. Yeah. Were totally vegan. <laughs> That's the yeah. only T-shirt. God damn! I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that uh, it's official that Metal Church is back. Um, post uh, Mike Howe, that it's official and that it's real. It's, I, you know, it's not just a rumor anymore. The uh, the new singer is a monster. I mean, everything that he's sung on has been great. So should be good. I haven't heard it yet, but it's official. It's coming. And uh, I kind of thought that uh, the band would be dead, but uh, they're not giving it up yet. So good on them. Band that's had so many issues with singers over the years. And it's not the first singer to die in the band either. It's just perseverance. So Uh awesome. I want to thank the three of you for joining me today. Uh, It's definitely, um, if nothing else, uh, let me get on the $2 rant here. Uh, after a a shit sandwich of a day, there's always this to look forward to, and it always brightens up my day. So I thank you guys for continuously doing that. 
I thank you guys for listening or watching this live or the replay. Want to thank uh, Tony, uh, who is in the chat. Want to thank the CEO Dave Dahl, who was in the chat before, uh, for checking this out as well. And uh, on that note, folks, we shall see you next time right here on Signals from Mars. See you, folks. to the show on all your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and more. Go to SignalsFromMars.com for more information. This concludes our show. 